This is Update One, the podcast of the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. Update One provides a forum for listeners to learn about national and international stories, focusing on journalism and communication issues, news, and politics. Now, the latest edition of Update One. Welcome to this edition of the National Press Club's Update One podcast. I'm Mike Hempen of the Press Club's Broadcast Podcast Committee, and our guest is former National Press Club President Gil Klein. However, today we're going to talk to Gil about the Journalism Institute. Gil, welcome to Update One. Thank you so much, Mike. I'm looking forward to talking to you about what the Institute is doing. And before we get into the Institute, I should also mention you are also director of the University of Oklahoma's Washington Journalism Program, so you're a busy guy. Well, that's true. I have students coming in from Oklahoma for a semester, and they do uh, news reporting for the news outlets in Oklahoma, and I introduce them to people who are doing innovative work in journalism in Washington, like you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I know that's quite a program you have going there, and obviously you have a lot of irons in the fire. This year, as president of the National Press Club's Journalism Institute, I think a lot of people have heard the term Journalism Institute. They may not be familiar with what it is and what it does. If you can talk about the Institute. Well, uh, the Institute is here is the 501c3 arm, the uh, nonprofit arm of the National Press Club. Its job is to raise money for programs that enhance the uh, National Press Club's reach uh, nationally and internationally on issues like uh, freedom of the press, uh, uh, journalism education, uh, news literacy, and uh, uh, that type of thing. And it's been around uh, in various iterations at least since about 1989. This, but as the Institute itself, just uh, the past uh, 10 or 15 years. And when we talk about programs, these are programs for both members of the press club and non-members of the club. Yes, uh, lately we have uh, had a great luck in outreach. Uh, people have been uh, taking part in all 50 states and several uh, uh, foreign countries. And uh, that's the whole point, is to try to extend the reach of the press club beyond uh, Washington so that people uh, understand that we are an organization uh, to promote uh, journalism quality uh, everywhere. Now, when we talk about this Journalism Institute here at the National Press Club, obviously this is very involved. It has a board of governors. You're the president, but you also have some other former presidents on the board. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah, we're kind of top-heavy with past presidents. The Institute is a wholly-owned subsidiary of the Press Club, and uh Every year there's a new appointees and a lot of past presidents uh, uh, do get to be uh, asked to be on the board. So that brings the whole uh, institutional knowledge of the press club to the uh, institute board. There is a strategic plan in place looking ahead. That's right. And I know that was approved, I believe, in October of last year. That's right. And it has various strategies involved. That's right. Of course, I was not involved in creating it, but I have read it uh, carefully. Uh, It is a very ambitious three-year plan to try to extend the reach of the the Institute and its programs, uh, like we were talking about, especially uh, enhancing the freedom of the press, protection of journalism, 
and especially uh, educational programs, not only for journalists, but also for other people, the lay person who wants to know what, what is all this uh, hoo-ha about, uh, you know, false news and all this craziness that's been going around that has been a, a attacking journalism. We have to ha find some way to push back about what constitutes quality journalism, and that's we're really into quality journalism. This three-year program, it's very important to the club because, right. as you said, it's a nonprofit. Right. So you're also looking for funding. Oh, yes. Of course, we have uh, members who contribute to it. Uh, we have um, a, a large uh, chunk of money that came from the sale of the Rockwell painting. The, the, we got uh, a good chunk of money from that that we can draw from uh, every year uh, without depleting it. Uh, and... Uh, then we're looking for uh, people to, uh, uh, donors, big donors, uh, uh, grants uh, for our specific programs. Press freedom. Yes. A big issue for the National Press Club, something we cover extensively right. here on the Update One podcast. And I know just so far this year, you have been part of several releases the Press Club has put out regarding press freedom issues in right. various parts of the world. That's right. This is an issue that cannot be given too much attention. No, it certainly cannot. And uh, we work very closely with the uh, the club's uh, Freedom of the Press Committee, that I, or team, that actually uh, has split up the world and has one person uh, watching what's going on in, in, with press freedom in, in various parts of the world, plus the United States. And uh, they will... Uh, when something rises to the level of we have to do something, uh, they will write up a, a draft of a release to go out uh, uh, about uh, problems in Nicaragua or Mexico or even in the United States. And uh, I am told these actually have quite a bit of weight around the world. People do take notice of it. And it's our way of making sure that journalists know that there is someone back in uh, Washington who knows what's going on and is on their side. And for people who are non-journalists who right. are listening, they may think, well, press freedom, how big of an issue is it? How important is it really? But if there's not press freedom, right. then you have problems, certainly in a democratic society. Oh, yeah. That, you can't have a democratic society without press freedom. And that's uh, uh, the first thing a, a tyrant wants to do. Uh, or anybody pushing towards the authoritarian government is to discredit the press and then try to uh, uh, bring it under its own control. And it's so easy for this to happen. And you think, oh, the United States, we've had press freedom for 250 years. Well, you know, you got to be very careful because there are those who are doing everything they can to discredit it so that they can say anything they want and not... Uh, uh, have people believe them and thinking that the people who are talking about, well, this isn't actually right, are not, uh, are not to be credible. So this is very important uh, right here at home and everywhere around the world. The, everything is pushing the wrong way in, in an awful lot of countries right now, including this one. Your job as president this year right. of the Journalism Institute what are your responsibilities? To oversee the board uh, and, and encourage the various aspects of it, the, the fundraising, the programs. Uh, we have various uh, committee chairs who are uh, 
who are looking at specific parts of it. Of course, there's the annual Fourth Estate Award dinner, which uh, we uh, co-sponsor with the National Press Club. Uh, that is actually a fairly big f uh, fundraiser uh, for the uh, for the uh, institute. So I'm still getting my feet wet into all my responsibilities. <laughs> it's like being president of the club. You're the one who uh, has to be the face of it, and you're the one who has to uh, make sure all the uh, trains run on time. What are your goals, your objectives right. as president of the Institute? Right. Uh, i really like to see um, uh, greater expansion in uh, education programs. Executive Director uh, Julie Moose is doing a good job, and uh, her uh, staff, uh, uh, Beth and Holly, uh, in trying to expand these programs. But I'm looking, I hope, for ways to bring in new money and new ideas to uh, extend uh, education programs that explain what is quality journalism to the general public. That's really what I would like to do. There are a lot of programs that are being offered right now on oh, a yeah. fairly regular basis. Right. So you would like to increase the number of offerings and the right. content of these yes. offerings? Yes, I would. And uh, uh, you can put together uh, education programs uh, that can be uh, extended into the schools, perhaps. Uh, uh, you know, real de developed uh, curriculum and that type of thing. Uh, so it wouldn't just be people coming to listen to one of our programs, but if we can come up with ways to, uh, to really develop uh, lesson plans on uh, how to understand the value of a free press and what constitutes quality journalism. You are the club's resident historian. Uh, that is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you know so much about the club, back to its beginnings in 1908. Is journalism education, in your opinion, more important today than ever before? Well, yes, because it's never been under attack like this before. There are uh, whole large millions of people who are convinced that it's all fake, and it's and uh, or we're all in the pockets of uh, the Democrats. Or we're not. We're the, just talking to uh, Sam Feist at CNN. He says, you know, I don't care who's president. My job is to make sure that person is telling the truth uh, and to analyze what the, that person is doing. And I can be just as tough on Joe Biden as I can be on Donald Trump. Donald Trump, of course, had a lot more untruths, he would say. So, but his job is, is the job of a uh, Washington correspondent or a White House correspondent is not to be a stenographer for the president. It is to look at what the president says and is this true. And if it's not, then we have to hold them responsible for it. How much of a challenge is the fact that we have more news sources that tend to cater to a specific audience now than ever before? Yeah, that, uh, you know, as we said, the good old days when you had three networks and uh, you would get your newspaper uh, at your front door with uh, the AP telling you what was going on in the world on the front page. Those days are long, long gone, and uh, uh, people now can uh, pick their news from uh, from their own uh, perspectives. Um, for a long time, uh, certain people have figured out that you can make a lot of money by stirring up people's uh, biases, so you can uh, attract an audience specifically that way. And uh, 
that has, uh, and so there's been a proliferation of uh, news outlets that are uh, very skewed uh, to the right and even some to the left. Is, in your opinion, the media more under attack today than it's ever been? I mean, we hear the term fake news quite right. often and people often challenging what the media is reporting, even if right. there are journalism organizations that are straight down the middle. Is it more under attack? Oh, I, I think it is. Certainly in, in my lifetime, you can go back, okay, the, in the era of uh, Jefferson and Hamilton, it was, <laughs> it were, you know, the, uh, the idea of a nonpartisan press is actually f fairly new <laughs> in the United States. Uh, and, uh, and it kind of got to be uh, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and, but then it started to fall apart as the, with the pr proliferation so that people could, again, get their news according to their political bias. But what, it's just the, the nastiness that uh, is now undercutting um, uh, faith in, in the mainstream news is, is, uh, is very, very disheartening and I think very damaging to the country. And thus the need for good journalism education right. that you alluded to earlier. That's right. There are a lot of people, though, who are so far gone that you're not going to get them back maybe the next generation. Gil, thanks for your time today. We appreciate it. And best of luck this year as president of the Journalism Institute. Thanks so much, Mike. This has been great. Our guest has been Gil Klein, the 1994 president of the National Press Club and the current president of the National Press Club's Journalism Institute. I'm Mike Hempen. Thanks for listening to Update One. Update One is a production of the National Press Club's Broadcast Podcast Committee. You can comment on this podcast or any episode of Update One by sending an email to update one podcast. That's update the number one podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to Update One. Update One.